It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Happy sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Straws are the least of my problem so me left idiot for you have them. Yeah. I have straws for mix up and blend blend. Dash them at your head for go with your argument. That's I've got to work on that one. Yeah. I work on that one. But yeah. Hi. Welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What, that's right, suck your mum. And my God, are there many mothers to be sucked this week? Gosh, it's it's a shit show. Gosh. But um, yeah, we'll we'll get to that eventually. My name's Kalechi Okafor, and I'm here. And I'd rather not be. I think it's just one of those weeks I'd rather not be. I'm tired and I'm cranky and I've had like a stomach, like a stress-induced sort of stomach upset for the past few days. And my energy is extremely low and I'm working with very low vibrations. And literally every fucking person is pissing me off and I want to punch everybody in their fucking face. So... On that note, da 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 da. Yes, my go-to humor in times of hardship. But in all things, I am ever grateful. I'm grateful to have this podcast. I'm grateful to have all of you wonderful people who listen every week, and it's it's amazing to me. And to all the new followers who happen to join us along the way, those random people who message me on Instagram and go, "Oh my god." I didn't know that you had a podcast How can I listen to it? With your ears Listen to it with your ears Because if you're asking me about handles And and links as to how you should listen to it It's literally fucking everywhere Like you could just type it in and you'll find it So don't ask me dumb questions But um, well, those who have made it Welcome, welcome to this episode Where we've got lots of bits to get through And lots of soul searching and bits to be done I imagine Um This episode is sponsored, as I said in the previous episode, this episode is sponsored by my new sponsor, Ibile Botanica, making lots of wonderful, wonderful bits for you people, wonderful bits for your guts, for your mouths, for your spirit, for your vaginas, if you have them, you know, wonderful, wonderful bits. And I don't like to promote anything that I don't actually try myself or that I don't actually use myself because I'm not going to go, you know, they always say, be wary of a, um, of, um, a naked man who offers you a shirt. And I don't ever want to be that naked man offering you guys shirts that I have not worn myself you know, so um, one of the th- um, so the three um, products that I've had this week that I love very very much. Um, I'm just going to talk you through. So this is for the baby girls and the baby boys and the non-binaries. This is for everybody. This is for every baby person. Um, I've been drinking the loose leaf tea by Ibile Botanica. It's called the Root. Um, she's also got um a product called Pussy Juice that I love a lot. Like, it's really really nice and tasty and a bit spicy. Um. A bit spicy. Um, So the loose leaf tea that I've been having has in it um, hawthorn, 
um, hibiscus, rose and cinnamon. And it's so nice. It's loose leaf. So, you know, I put it in my little, um, you know, my little loose leaf tea holder and dunk it in my hot water, leave it to brew. And it's just brilliant. So it says here that Hawthorne improves the blood supply around the whole body and is one of the best heart tonics. Hawthorne will assist the heart in normalizing the activity of the heart in a gentle way. When in grief, brew this tea to uplift the spirit and mind. And my God, that has helped. I mean, I've still wanted to punch people in the face, but this has helped. Um, This hearty blend is beneficial for the root and the heart chakra. Heartbreak, grief, self-love and empowerment. Infuse one tablespoon to one cup of hot water. Infuse for five to seven minutes. Drink three times a day over a long period. Um, Take note of how you feel while you're drinking the blend. Um, It's a ceremonial tea that you can have during the waning moon and Hawthorne helps to keep you keep all of the drama away um, that which is draining your heart and allows you to grow into calm into a calm space for yourself and honestly it has helped I don't want to be doing any um, woo woo kind of stuff and telling you oh my god it's so amazing and it feels so wonderful but um, I really really like this tea it's really really nice and it's it has been helping to calm me because if it wasn't calming me, I'd be really, really dealing with people. Um, then I did the Yoni steam yesterday when I was in a very kind of just feeling very, very low. and My tummy was hurting a lot. Um, and I was just trying to calm myself down because I obviously knew that it was a lot to do with my mental state as well. And all of the stresses that, you know, I decided to do a Yoni steam. And so a Yoni steam, um, or some people call it a womb steam. I think in one of my very first few episodes, I actually talked about a woman doing a Yoni steam workshop. And I was like, oh, I'm going to do it at one point. And I just never got around to it. But as God would have it, um, Ibile Botanica supplies the herbs that you can use for your womb steam. So you put it in um, boiling water, you mix it, and you just squat over it. If you don't have a womb steam stool, so I'm going to build myself one because I've been watching YouTube tutorials. I'm going to go and to B&Q and get my wooden bits that I need and build my stool because it's fairly straightforward. I say that and I'll probably come here and I've chopped all of my fingers off, but it seems fairly straightforward. So I'm going to build myself a stool. Um, and it says here that it's a new lunar ritual to initiate new beginnings and TMI. It depends when, you know, your menstrual cycle is. So I just thought I'd do mine straight after I'd finished. So that's what I've done. And this contains mugwort, oregano, rose, wormwood, rosemary, and vervain, and vervain. Um, and it strengthens the uterus, induces relaxation, tones muscles, promotes mental clarity, confidence, acceptance. It's good for postnatal self-care ritual, promotes natural lubrication, soothes menstrual cramping, cleanses the uterus, assists in clearing past trauma, promotes um, suppressed menses, improves blood circulation in the womb. Um, and they said here, do not use during pregnancy or during your menstrual cycle. So I used it after. And um, it just says here, power tip, breathe concentrated breaths during the steam for ultimate womb cleanse and relaxation. And I thought that, like I said, some of these things, as much as I'm like, oh, spirit, spirit. I feel like some of these things are really, really woo woo. But this isn't. This is really, really good because I'm I mean, I've got um, I'm able to squat low. So I don't I don't know what to advise for you people who don't have a um, a Yoni steam store or chair. Um, I don't really know what you'll do, but um, I just place mine on the floor, my bowl. 
and with the steam coming out and I had my towels wrapped around me to cover so the steam wouldn't escape and I just squatted low and I just stayed there for a while I mean they advise most yoni steams for you to stay there for 45 minutes but you need to have like glutes and quads of steel to be able to stay down there for that long like you must be a fucking sumo wrestler but I was fine I was there for like I don't know 20 minutes just in that position um but I'd advise you to try it get yourself some try it but my favorite, I'm not someone who smokes. I think I've smoked weed like twice in my life. Um, and I, so I didn't know how I was going to take to the smokables. So she's got these smokable herbs that come in a nice fancy tin. And it says here, it's tobacco-free smokable herbal blend. It's um, handcrafted to achieve maximum serenity, clarity, and productivity. Blend content has mullein, um, thyme, and damiana. Damiana. Um, and it says here, just use wisely. So all of you like, don't be, don't be stupid. Don't be ridiculous. But I've had, I've, I think I've used this three times and it's really, really good. And I'll say another thing about these smokables. Yeah. I'm someone that when I'm super, super stressed and I've got lots of lot, um, work on when I've got a massive workload, I have a very, very low libido. And I think that this actually helps to kind of reignite that kind of area. And it, it kind of sparks you up and so you're not so that kind of energy the kind of sacral energy doesn't just deplete it helps to kind of rejuvenate my sacral energy so i'd advise it if you um don't mind um smoking some herbs to get this completely legal completely lovely and it relaxes you so if you are going to get yourself any of those bits it's um ibile botanica dot co dot uk i'll put the link up and you get an unlimited 20 percent off if you type in say your mind one word type it in and that is your discount code um i know some of you have already ordered so good on you for getting right on that and those of you who haven't ordered spice up your fucking life so that was that bit about my sponsor my babe um and as i try other bits i'll let you know as i work through the inventory of the lovely things that um, mutulu oblongata has for us because she's a wonderful woman um let's get into the tarot then for this week see even just talking about her kind of brightened up my mood damn it um, the card I pulled this week from the Black Angel deck is the Healer, the Healer card. And as I say, Zenju Earthlin Manuel created an amazing gift when creating these cards. And I hope that my cards that are coming out on my birthday, 5th of October, although they're affirmation cards, I hope that they touch people in the way that these cards have touched me because they're so fucking incredible. So this card this week is the healer. We see a woman's face and she's got like Bantu knots and she's green and she's got like a yellow kind of fireworks or a castle around her. And um, it just looks like celebration. So the healer, this is what Zenju has to say about the healer. You are connected to the elements of life. On your waking path, you are compassionate. On your sleeping path, you are overburdened. The healer works through healing self and others. On the waking path, you are compassionate towards all who suffer. Sufferers who come to you in need of soul repair have usually just experienced a critical event or transition in their lives. You know all too well that such suffering can lead to stagnation in their lives if there is no attention given to difficult circumstances circumstances. You know that healing is the willingness to continue life despite its ups and downs. You lead us through our struggles, bringing us deeper into our spirits and closer to our true nature. You welcome us when we are not at our best and that, and in that alone we experience healing. 
Since suffering pervades all of our lives, you always feel needed and valued by others. However, this value is closely linked to people to having people in your life who are in a continuous state of suffering. You attract these people like a magnet. You may find yourself being in relationships with traumatized people who are unconscious of their needy relationship with you. This close association with the wounded can keep you in a state of depression or anger because others' suffering stimulates your own soul despair. Often, you may find that you are not in relationship to others in an effort to preserve your energy. On the other hand, you may be out of community because you hide in order to maintain some kind of status as healer. You can find yourself struggling to have compassion for your own fragility as a human being. You too have problems and might often feel disappointed with yourself when you falter. As healer, your own spirit can descend into a place of torment. This is the sleeping path. You might begin to struggle with your own feelings and emotions. You may find yourself lonely and isolated from everyone as you try to regain some composure. This isolation can serve as a resting place or as a trap that keeps you in despair. A sense of being overburdened by the suffering further fuels your sleeping state. Adjust the strength of your magnetism so that you can have the support of community. Know that you could be trying to heal 20 generations in yourself or one person, which means pacing is important. Unload the burdens you think you need to carry. You are responsible first and foremost for your own healing. Check to see if you can experience the compassion you are trying to give away. Doing others soul repair to the exclusion of your own is to fall into a danger zone of confusing your wounds with others. As a healer, you move into a healthier existence when your truth becomes the lesson and path and not the obstacle or the struggle. Find support from others who have the nature of healer. The healing energy that comes through you is divine and precious. What a fucking drag. I just feel like that when I read that initially getting ready for today as I pulled the card out from the deck, I was just like fucking hell. Gosh, got to talk about this. It's annoying because it's true. It's annoying because it's what I spent most of my therapy session this week talking about with my therapist, obviously with my therapist, not with the actual wall. So that was unnecessary. But um, yeah, I feel that um, I, I remember seeing this quote, I think it might have been by House of Hoodoo and I put posted it on my Instagram um, earlier on. Well, last week, I posted it last week and it said, um, you don't just always you don't just always attract people. You don't just always attract who you are. You sometimes attract people who are in need of who you are. And this took me a while to kind of get my head around because everyone only ever throws about, you attract who you are, you attract them. But also you attract people who are in need of who you are. And some people, if you are liked, there is the likelihood that you attract moths. And they just come to you like, you know, literally like moths to a flame. They come to you for your light. But a lot of these people come to you for your light and their only purpose is just there to take from it and to take from it. And you are left not very, you're not replenished at all. And so then resentment builds and all of this negative energy within yourself builds. Um, because I've started to even think whether energy can be negative, but you know, it's just an energy that you're is stagnant and you're unable to get rid of because that's all they leave you with. They kind of leave you with waste products and then you've got to find a way to get rid of these waste products in some fashion, some, some way um, you have to find your way around that. And I had to take a kind of self-inventory when I was in my therapy session 
as we were talking and I was saying that I'm just frustrated and I've spent weeks being frustrated and I'm tired of being frustrated because it's like I'm trying to fix everything. I'm trying to fix the world and fix like, you know, the lives of those people around me. And I just want everything to be fixed. And um, Emma, my therapist was just like, but you're not Bob the Builder. Like, I mean, she didn't call me Bob the Builder, but you know, she was just like, you're just not a fixer. You're just, that's not what your purpose is. And essentially, again, as we've mentioned before, you can't come and take paracetamol for other people's headaches. If people want their lives to change, they have to change their own fucking lives. Your purpose is not to start taking on people's burdens and fixing it for them. Everybody has the tools within reason to fix their own lives and if they're not you are not in yanla you're not in yanla fix my life especially since yanla isn't actually fixing people's lives i genuinely feel like she's making it worse but let people take responsibility for their own lives and that came to me again when i was reading um jessica lanyadu she's a um astrologist that i really like on instagram and um she put up the horoscopes for like this week and Aries is my rising sign. It's my ascending sign. And it's the exact opposite of Libra, which is why people are always surprised when I'm a Libra because they're like, you're so, you're so like, so fiery. But yeah, it's because I'm, I'm an Aries rising. And I read the Aries one and it just spoke to me so much. And it just said like, when people in your life are talking to you about the things that they want to do, don't jump to go and do things for them and fix things for them because it's up to them to figure out their path don't treat people like projects. And so I had to just take a strong step back because I've realized that what I'm doing is whether it's my mum, whether it's anyone that, you know, I have in my life, I feel a sense of responsibility to help everyone get their lives in order when actually it's as I, as I said to my therapist, actually, she was surprised that I said it, but I feel like it's a slightly narcissistic tendency to send, to, to go in fixing things and taking control of people's lives and feeling that you can control it. Just leave people alone. That was the theme of my therapy session. From now on, I'm just leaving people alone because I can't come and kill myself. And this is what this helper card was really saying to me. Anybody that wants their lives to change should go and change it themselves you can always assist people should they come and ask for your um, assistance or within again within reason you can assist them but you can't do it for them you cannot come and take paracetamol for other people's headaches like as much like as has been happening so much more happened this week in terms of like my brother and other bits that I will not go into but um it just left me heartbroken and feeling like so resentful because it's just you feel I you feel this sense of wanting to take charge and show people that this is the way, this is the way to do it. But as I spoke about with my therapist um, in our session, for some reason or another, people want to live the lives that they are living. And as much as you might want different for them, you have to leave people alone to live the lives that they want to live. Because if they said tomorrow that they wanted to be an astronaut, you'd be like, yay, astronaut. So why can't you be like, yay, you want to just live this sort of life that one would see on Jerry Springer or whatever. You've got to let people have that. You've got to let people have their things. And also, I remember reading in another book, um, I can't remember the name of it, but I'll find it. It's by my bedside. And 
um, the author says that you should be careful when you're praying for people. Don't pray for people the things that you want for their life because you don't know the karmic agreements that they made before they entered into this physical realm. So don't pray, don't pray for them the specific things that you want for them or even sometimes the things that they say that they want for themselves. Just pray that they fulfill their highest purpose. That is the only prayer you need to do. So whatever path they use to get there, let them just fulfill their highest purpose. But don't start trying to direct their path because pray is energy. Prayer works. Don't go and pray things for people's lives that they did not ask you to pray. Leave them alone. And that's a self-drag to myself. And the reason I say that is because the card that came up in the traditional deck of the Rider Waite is the Lovers. And as you know, the, um, this is a major arcana card. This means that it's, an, it's a life energy. So it's a, it's a message. It's a very, very strong message spiritually. And so Lovers can literally refer to relationships because we see a man and a woman um, it, you know, under, I want to say it's the Archangel Gabriel, but they're under, they're being blessed. Their union is blessed. And we see like the snake in the background and we see flames there as well. But anyway, their union is blessed. It's, it's, it's ordained. It's spiritually ordained. It's blessed. It's a very, very positive card, but it doesn't just mean, um, relationships. It can also mean work. It can also just mean, in life, you know, whatever it is, there's something that you want in your life, whether it's a partner, whether it's a job, whatever it is, you are destined to have it. It is actually yours, but you're doing a lot right now. And I say you're doing a lot right now because the Knight of Swords came up. The Knight of Swords came up the right way up, not even in reverse. The Knight of Swords came up and the Knight of Swords by itself is, a, again, it's a positive energy because um, swords are about intellect. It's about the mind. It's about going for the things that you want. So you are charging forward because again, you want to go and be the one to say, save the day and you want to go and fix things and do this and do that, calm down because everything that you're meant to have, everything that everybody else is meant to have, the way things are meant to be, it's already in place. You charging back and forth, doing the most and swinging your um, intellectual sword around will not change that. You're expending energy where you could save it and be creative. Calm down. And the reason I say calm down is because the bottom of the deck this week is the Four of Swords. And I think we've had that very, very recently as well. It's the Four of Swords, which I'm going to talk about in the extended com um, content. In the extended content, um, I'll talk more about the Four of Swords. But this is very much saying that the things that you want are already there. Like they're already set for you. I mean, you might not see them yet, but they're already set for, for you. So all this higgy hagger that you're doing, like rah, 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 that you, I've got to make it happen. I've got to, have you ever considered that the amount of work that you've put in is already making it happen? So therefore, why don't you chill a bit and divert your energies into doing other things like, oh, I don't know, congratulating yourself and being grateful for all of the things that you've, uh, you've accomplished so fucking far. How about that? But we'll talk about that more um, in the extended content. If you want to join us in the extended content, join me and my patrons. It is patreon.com forward slash Kelechi Okafor. Um, there'll be some more footage and I'll talk more about the cards in more depth because I actually need the third card to really go into it this week. So, um, yeah, that's it for the tarot deck for this week for the tarot reading. Um, if you, if you're watching, you can see my vest. If you're not watching, you can't see my vest. Maha! But my vest says, at your big, big age. I've had these vests made 
La la la. I've had these vests made. I'm standing. See, at your big, big age. Yeah, I've had them made and they'll be released on my birthday, 5th of October with the affirmation card. So you can buy this or you can buy the affirmation deck, whichever, whatever you desire. There'll be a plethora of things for you to choose from on that day. Little goodies. There'll be the vest. There'll be um, the tote bags, just the baby girl vests as well. And just the baby girl tote bags. And you can get yourself gifts for my birthday. Yay! But um, yeah, so that will be out on the 5th of October, which is exactly four weeks from now. Well, from the time of recording, it's exactly four weeks. Oh my God, <gasps> I'm going to be 32. Just a baby girl. Wow, 32. I feel like I'm saying to myself more often now, Kalechi, at your big, big age. Do you know that today... I went to get on the tube. I was going to yoga. So I went to a vinyasa flow class that was taught by a white man. But we'll talk about that another day because it's conflicting because he's actually rather decent. But anyway, I was going to yoga and I tried to tap my key fob for my for my house, for my flat. I was trying to tap the key fob on the Oyster terminal. And that I had to pause in that moment and say to myself, like whisper under my own breath and say, Kelechi, at your big, big age, at your, but it's, it's this kind of, you know, thoughtlessness that I've been experiencing lately. Like the other day I went to my mum's to go and pick something up and I was searching for my second phone, my personal line, my iPhone. I was looking for it, looking for it, looking for it. I was searching all around the car and it was actually attached to the holder that's on the windscreen. And I searched for, I really want to say a healthy part of 10 minutes. I was looking for this phone. And I was like, I'm not going to call it. I'm not going to call it because it's on silent anyway. So I'll never find it. But if I had probably called it, I would have seen it flashing on the fucking windscreen. But that just speaks to the level of stress I've been experiencing. So I'm just trying to be more mindful and more present in the moment and not having to say to myself so often, Kelechi, at your big, big age. So, you know, getting myself in check. Anyway, magnificence this week. My magnificent person to start off with is um, Audrey, Audrey Ndomi. She is my um, magnificent person from the, she's one third of the Receipts podcast. So the other week I had Tolani, but this week I had Audrey because um, I just think that she's a wonderful person. Like she's honestly wonderful. She's been listening to this podcast literally from the beginning. Like she writes for the podcast. She's always promoting it. And I just stand a baby girl, you know, she always comes out with the cutest looks, forever slaying, forever looking the best whenever I see her on her Instagram, um, on Instagram, just doing bits. And she's just really, really nice and personable. And she's just funny as fuck. I mean, her jokes are very long. Like if you listen to the Receipts podcast, you know she tells some very long-winded jokes. But I find them funny because I am a big fan of terrible jokes. So I laugh because they're terrible. And I just think she's wonderful. So she's doing a fundraiser at the moment for her mum. She's going to surprise her mum with it. So um, let me just read it to you. So it's the Ghana Nursing Education Appeal. Um so far, they've raised £350. They want to raise £1,500. That's the goal. So I'm praying that we can all just help in some way 
for um for her to reach that goal i've donated it will be great no matter what you have just to donate something to support it so um audrey wrote here hi all as most of you know my mum is a midwife and after a recent visit to ghana she decided to organize a charity event to raise funds for maternity wards in hospitals after learning that women were giving birth in corridors due to lack of beds and equipment your donation will go towards books incubators incubators, beds, linen, and basic day-to-day supplies hospitals need to give people even the simplest of care. Anything you can give will go a long way towards helping women have a more comfortable and dignified delivery. Thank you, Audrey. And if you've been listening to this podcast, obviously, you know, my recent experiences with stupid um, hospitals and being treated like a fucking animal. So, um, it matters to me. It matters that um, black women, African women are getting the care that they deserve when they are giving birth. I mean, giving birth, the whole process of it looks undignified already. Not, you know, I'm not saying that it's not dignified, but it just, you know, feeling so exposed to the whole world, you know, it feels like the whole world when your legs are open or whatever else they're doing to your body is at the mercy of other people suddenly. And so then it doesn't help if then people are leaving you in corridors to give birth and and nothing is where it needs to be. And if we can help in some way to make another woman's life better while she's giving birth, then why the fuck not? Why wouldn't we? So if you can donate something, please do. I'll put the link up um, on my page, um, you know, in the captions of all of this so you can support in any way possible because Audrey's a baby girl, her mum's a baby girl and we need all of the baby people who are giving birth to just have, you know, in Ghana to be able to give birth with dignity and to give birth safely. So if you can support in any way, I would love that. Um, It's the second... um, Share Your Magnificence this week goes out to Barbara and Toomey, who is also a baby girl and she has sassy apparel. Um, Leonie was the one who wrote in about Barbara. Um, and I've known Barbara for quite some time now and I think she's wonderful. So Leonie says... Hello, Kalechi. First of all, thank you for being you. Thank you for just being. Your presence has had such an influential impact in my life. Thank you. I'll try and keep this brief. My Show Your Magnificence goes out to Edem, aka Barbara and Toomey, founder of Sassy Apparel. Um, the first time I saw and heard of Barbara was through the NUS Black Student Campaign. I was instantly captivated and inspired by her when I saw her doing bits on TV and through Twitter. Campaigning for black rights, pro-choice and anti-racist, how could I not stand? I finally got to meet her and get to know her when I decided to join the BSC and she's just as passionate and an amazing in person. I want to give her so much props for her business and also deciding to dedicate more time to it. She's having an event on the 15th of September, which I can't go to, but I would implore others to support with political discussion and a relaunch of her brand. Here's the link. So I'll provide that link for you so you can also support Barbara, Edem, you know, support um, Barbara and Tumi in any way that you can you can go to the event it's going to be really really interesting because i love the tops that she makes um and the bags and all of the things that she makes because they are socially conscious and and they have a statement to make and i love tops that make statements i feel like that's my thing at the moment every top that i'm wearing has a statement of sorts on it i can't wait to wear my other tops that i've gotten recently for you all so you can see a baby girl stunning <laughs> yes um so thank you leone leone signed off here with love a Ghanaian babe I love Ghanaian babes And so you know That's the theme Of my magnificence this week I've just been bigging 
up Ghanaian babes. Audrey, Ghana's finest. Um, uh, Edem, aka Barbara and Toomey, also wonderful baby girl. And Leonie, a Ghanaian babe. Look at that. Look at that. Just wonderful Ghanaian baby girls. Is Edem? I have to check if Edem's Ghanaian, but I swear she is. Oh, I'll check. Anyway, yes, two slaps on your chest for everybody. Thank you for doing you and just being so magnificent and so wonderful. So that was all of the positivity. I say, why don't we just dive head first into the shit? You know, like, shit show. Let's begin. So police was called on a black woman at a university in America because she was sitting on the couch eating lunch. And that is as wild as, you know, that is the best way to break it down. And that is as wild as it is. That's, let's start. So the title of this is All I Did Was Be Black. Um, Police are called onto Smith College campus because a student was eating lunch. Um, Omu Kanute um, is a student. She's a rising sophomore at Smith College. She works at a summer program teaching chemistry to high schoolers for Smith's STEM program. So not only is um, Omu just amazing, giving up her time and everything else, she's also working in STEM. So she's really encouraging us to be out here, being involved in all of these technological, mathematical, all of these advances, all these scientific um, advances. She's wanting us to be there. And she can't catch a fucking break. So she was in the dining hall, um, reading in the dining hall of the Tyler House dorm. Next thing she knows, a cop, a police officer walks in with um, an employee who she's never seen before. And a man said, oh, we were wondering why you're here. Why else would I be in the university dorm dining room? Why why else would I be there? So let's start with the university. So I must be a student. Dorm dining room. So I must be eating here, I would assume. So I'm a student who is eating here. That is what you would deduce if you saw a white student, but you saw a black student. And it was just like, yeah, what are you doing here? Looking very, very suspicious. But I tell you, I tell thee, that is not just where it ends. That's not where she looked. That that is not where it ends. The fuckeries is actually multi-layered. It's like a game of Super Mario, the fuckeries. Yeah. So we're going to world two with the Goombas. Um, She says that the police told her an employee had called about a suspicious black man. She recorded the video with her phone, adding her own text on Instagram with a post that prompted outrage from supporters. No student of colour should have to explain why they belong at prestigious white institutions, she wrote. I worked my hardest to get into Smith. I deserve to feel safe on my campus. She added, all I did was be black. It's just still upsets me to just talk about it because I don't even feel safe on my own campus and I'm away from home. I'm the first in my family to go to college. I'm doing this not only for me, but for my family, for my ancestors. 
That's what she said while she was on TV. Um, Smith's president sent a statement apologizing and assuring the student, student that she belongs in all Smith spaces. This painful incident reminds us of the ongoing le legacy of racism and bias in which people of color are targeted while simply going about the business of their daily lives. Um, building an inclusive and diverse, sustainable community is urgent and ongoing work. That is what the president of the college has said. Um, Omu has said that she appreciates the apology, but wants more. That is my fucking energy for 2018 going on to the rest of my life. Fucking hell, when I'm 40, that's the energy that I want. I appreciate your apology so much. Thanks, but I want more. This is the more that she wants. I want the identity of the caller released, she says. I want a public apology from that caller and I want them fired from the school. Yes. Yes, Omu. That is what you deserve. And I, I want that to be what you get. Because how dare, how dare the fuck they? And I have a feeling it was a white woman. I have a feeling it was a white woman because nobody presses 999 or 911 quicker than a white woman. My God. They will do all of the fuckeries. And the moment you go, bump, nope. They've got that shit on speed dial. You think number one is for voicemail. They've set number one as 999 or 911. They are ready to go. They, the way they walk around. I wish, a, I wish a motherfucker would piss me off today. I just want to see a black. I just want to see a black at the corner of my eye and I'm pressing this number. It's fucking ridiculous. So um, Smith's administration uh, says privacy laws prevent them from releasing the name. So Omu has turned to social media with a plea for help. I tried to like shake it off. I didn't even want to speak up and speak out because I know not everyone's going to agree with what you need to say. Not everyone's going to listen to you, but I'm just so upset. And on her Facebook, she wrote, I'm blown away at the fact that I cannot even sit down and eat lunch peacefully. Today, someone felt the need to call the police on me while I was sitting down reading and eating in a common room at Smith College. This person didn't try to bring their concerns forward to me, but instead decided to just call the police. I did nothing wrong. I wasn't making any noise or bothering anyone. All I did was be black. It's outrageous that some people question my being at Smith College and my existence overall as a woman of color. I was very nervous and had a complete meltdown after this incident. It's just wrong and uncalled for. No students of color should have to explain why they belong at prestigious white institutions. I worked my hardest to get into Smith and I deserve to feel safe on my campus. Oh, I can't speak to exactly what she's feeling like, but I just feel like I feel her pain. And it's that meltdown bit that she's talking about that I can relate to so much. I feel like the reason I'm so restless and I have all of these, um, th th this kind of like more lower vibrational energies at the moment is because I feel like I am in a state of some kind of meltdown or some kind of shedding because you can't see, you can't interact with the police in the ways that we interact with the police as black people and not be traumatized it leaves you traumatized. Seeing what happened, like I mentioned last week to my brother, watching it over and over again because it keeps coming up on, you know, social media and things like that. And I'm still in discussions and um, with people over what happened um, and having to deal with more things on top of that um, that are linked but not linked. It just leaves me feeling so depleted and just exhausted 
with life. But the yoga teacher that I had today said something really interesting. And he said, don't talk about being low on energy because you are literal energy. Like you are energy. That that, that is all we all are. We're just energy. We're energy in these um, meat sacks, but we're just energy. So you're not so much low on energy, but your energy is being called elsewhere. And it's about bringing that energy back to you and, and, and kind of regenerating and using it to replenish yourself. It's, it's self, it's a kind of a self um, replenishing source that you have. It's endless. It's endless. And even when it leaves your physical body, it continues. So you can't be low on something that you are. And I just thought, wow, white man, that is a word. So I'm going to, you know, explore that some more, but it really did make me think. So at the moment, I don't, I can't really say so much that I'm low on energy, but I just feel like my energy is not what I want it to be. It's, it's in a form at the moment that feels so low because trauma after trauma after trauma, how much can somebody fucking take? And it's hard enough being a black woman but if you're wondering why um, Omu Kanute was um, mistaken for um, a black man, you guessed it. Yeah, she's got a short hair. She's cut her hair low. I can't tell you. I mean, I've spoken about it before on this um, podcast. The Just the kind of inferences that people make when you're a black woman with short hair, when you're a black woman already, they're talking to you like you're masculine and you're this and that. Like they they want to take away any sort of femininity that you have or perceived femininity. They want to drag that away from you. They do all the time to Serena Williams. We see that happen on in, in the media all of the time. But now when you're a black woman with short hair, my God, it's actually mad. When I'm at the gym, Oh, it's just the little microaggressions from men. And I just think, but if I slap you now, somebody will say that I've slapped you. Behave your fucking self. And so she's sitting in the dorm um, dining room eating with a black woman with short hair. A white person walks past. Yes, we don't know whether it was a man or a woman, but I can bet it was a white woman because... I keep saying that the irrational fear that white women have of blackness and specifically black maleness gets people killed. Historically, I can give you all of the names. I can give you all of the names of who it's, you know, all of the black men has happened to being wrongfully accused or just simply, and you know, incarcerated or just killed. Killed at the hands of police because of something that a white woman has said. And... That's what worries me about this Because if that police officer That came into that dining hall Came on a mad vibe We don't know where Omu would be now But my girl was just sitting there Eating her food with short hair You be Look Tiffany Pollard AKA New York Said you should have sat there And ate your food And that is what my girl was doing She was literally sitting there And eating her food And a white person decides Oh you know what I'm going to go and call the police Because this doesn't feel right Again, I don't believe that they're calling the police out of genuine fear. I feel like people are calling the police as a power move, almost to remind you that, oh, you shouldn't be here because anybody who is an employee of the institution obviously knows that black students are there. However minimal they might be, you know that they are there. So why would you now go and call the police on someone that you know is meant to be there? You'd only do that as a power move to kind of be like, well, every day I'm going to be slightly shocked that you're here because I don't feel like you're meant to be here. And those are the things that remind us that we're not 
um, people aren't expecting us to be in these spaces and they're going to make us as uncomfortable as possible while we are in these spaces. And I think that that's just fucked up. And just the, the violence of thinking that she's a black man simply because she has short hair. Like, that is something that I relate to a lot. Even when I didn't have short hair, even when I had my, you know, longer hair and I had braids at the time, there was the DPD driver that asked me outside of my flat while he was delivering a package to me. Um, he said, oh, I'm really sorry, but I just have to ask, are you a man or a woman? Because your face is like a woman, but your body is so... Mm-mm-mm. And so that day I cussed him, I cussed him and told him that his wife's pussy drips palm oil. I called him all of the things and the police arrived and they were like, oh, miss, miss, you shouldn't be speaking to people that way. And I was thinking, well, you both can go and suck your mothers, you pricks, because I won't continue to stand for people making inferences about my gender just because they have such a closed perception of gender. And what's allowed That's their problem That's not mine So I am well within my rights To tell them About their pussies Or their wife's pussies If they try me I think it's only fair So I'm really really sorry Omu that that happened to you I'm glad that the Statement that The uh, Smith College Put out The president put out Was something that makes sense And it's It looks like they're aware Of the societal tensions Um, It was a fairly good statement but I agree I want the identity of that motherfucker and I want them fired because I'm tired I'm tired of people continuing to move mad and not get the repercussions of moving mad yeah if you move mad madness must also move to you that's how I see it done it's a done deal so um that's my first thing for so you mad but it doesn't end there my second so you mad when we're talking about power moves also goes out to Nike So Nike did an advert with Colin Kaepernick um, this week or last week by this time. He did um, an advert with Colin Kaepernick where Serena Williams is there. And I really love that he referred to Serena Williams as the greatest athlete of all time because she fucking is. Yeah, you can't argue with me about it. Serena Williams is the greatest athlete of our generation. I'm not, I'm not open to discussing it. She's the greatest, no, she's the greatest athlete alive. How about that? She's the greatest athlete alive. You might want to come and make your suggestions, but you can just write down your suggestions on a piece of paper and shove it up your own ass because I don't care. Hands down, Serena Williams is the greatest. So this advert, this Nike advert has videos of her from a young age playing tennis and stuff. And it features other athletes that I don't really care about. Um, and it just says um, if something like, if you stand for something, you have to um, sacrifice everything. Or to stand for something, you have to sacrifice everything. Nike, just do it. So obviously the whites got in their feelings. The white walkers got in their feelings. And white people across America started burning all of their Nike um Things, all of the things that they owned Trainers, shoes, I said trainers, shoes Trainers, t-shirts, everything that they owned They started burning it They made videos of themselves burning this And burning their stuff And they were like Nike, I just want you to see me burning all of the things that I have I'm burning these sneakers I'm burning these sneakers because you are supporting someone that does not respect the flag. He does not respect America and he needs to respect America. He took a knee during the national anthem. He does not respect the flag. Who who do you think you are? Who even gives a shit? Brett? Brad? Who gives a fuck, Brad? Go sit the fuck down. 
Burn all of the shit, you motherfucker, because you already bought it. You already bought the pussy clark things. So you burning it, it's not making any difference to Nike because you done spent your pussy clark money already. It's not that you went into the store and started burning the things, them. You, you are burning the things that you've already paid money for. Can you not see how madness, the madness that took your ancestors on the, on the, from the, from the boats, from Britain to America, that madness traveled with you like scurvy and it's in your system because you're very, very mad. You've already paid for the things. You've already paid for them. So what are you doing? And it's just interesting how um, white people can adopt destruction as a means to make a political statement. But when black people do it, it's violence. Like, it's my God, it's rioting, it's violence, but you are there destroying things and to make your point. But who cares? But then someone said something really interesting to me. Joshua Day and um, said something interesting to me on Facebook and he was talking again about power moves. And he said, of course, white people can do that as a form of protest because it's more speaking to you know, the certain class of white people, it's more speaking to the fact that they can do this because they have already bought it and they it's disposable to them. They can do things like that because it's disposable and they're showing the brand how disposable the brand actually is. Um, and so it's, an, it's another power move. It's, it's another kind of um, power play. And I just thought that that was an interesting point as well that was made. And I, I would have liked to explore it further. But it's, yeah, it's just, it's bullshit. He took a knee. At first he was minding his business. He just sat down and someone said to him, a veteran said to him, you know what? It'll be more respectful if you just kneeled during the um, anthem. So he went and knelt during the anthem and still that's not enough. Like there's literally nothing that we can do that can peacefully let you know that, oh guys, I don't fuck with this shit. I don't fuck with how the police are, um, you know, treating black people. I don't fuck with the disproportionate incarceration of, um, you know, black and brown people. I don't fuck with um, the, US prison system basically being legalized slavery. I just don't f- fuck with all of them things there. He's showing all of that by simply taking a knee. And you, man, are vexed, like extremely, extremely vexed because he's exercising the rights that are afforded to him as an American citizen. It's just really, really random to me how there's actually nothing there's no form of protest that you can do that people will be happy with um people don't want you to draw attention to the fact that things are happening to you and things are happening to people who look like you because they essentially they just think that you should be grateful that they've let you stay alive and when i i actually deeped it and i think that that is the essence of all of this people often talk about the fact that we were never meant to survive and we were literally never meant to survive so by that alone the fact that we have survived These people are out here going, well, you survived, didn't you? We let you survive, didn't you? Look, Ubuntu, we let you survive. So I suggest you just stay quiet and stay in your corner. All right? Because we could have killed you all. Well, you couldn't have. You tried, but you couldn't have because you're seasonless. And that's why we're still out here thriving. Seasoning kept us going. And yet here we are. Seasonful and powerful. (laughs) But... That's my So You Mad. So um, moving from So You Mad then, let's go to Straw of the Week. I actually don't have Straw of the Week this week. Um, I don't have a Suck Your Mum for this week. You guys have done all of the work. You wonderful people, you did the work and you supplied me with the um, the nominations for Straw of the Week. Some of you have said that you want it to be Straw of the Week or Straw of the Year or Straw of the Month because that's how much you feel like they deserve it. So 
Um, the first straw of the week comes from Kay and he said, um, hi, Kalechi, I would like to thank you for the journey you've taken me on this past year through your podcast. I cannot even begin to describe how much of an impact you've had on my life. I literally send your podcast to everyone I know, hoping that you will touch them in the same way you've touched me. Next, I'm going to apologize for the length of this email, but I've struggled to condense my thoughts. So thank you in advance for reading it, regardless of whether you put it on the show or not. Nomination, nominations for this week's straw of the week goes to white people. Yesterday, I got a message from a white friend let's call him Bob, bringing to my attention a Facebook post, another mutual white friend will call P Peter um, in said post. Peter posted an ill thought out caption about a video he took on a trip to an unnamed African country where he was shooting silly string at some of the orphans. The caption read, foreigners open fire on unsuspecting orf orphans. I'm quite surprised by why anyone would question how offence could be taken from this post. Peter, as a white male, has benefited from his ancestors literally going to Africa and opening fire on unsuspecting orphans. Many African nations are still feeling the impact of such atrocious acts of violence. Would the post have been offensive if it was the other way around? Nope. Then again, my ancestors didn't pitch up tents in Britain and open fire on unsuspecting orphans. And Britain isn't still reeling from the impacts of such atrocities. To further reiterate, these orphans and their carers welcomed foreigners into their home and community and images have been taken of them and posted on the internet without their permission. And then those images have been used to create a very ill thought out joke. As soon as I saw the post, I commented on it, telling him to correct himself and wrote three posts that began, dear white people, because it was for the attention of all white people. Peter then messaged me privately to apologize. And I insisted that his apology was made public because this situation is not about me. It's about apologizing to any other individuals he might have offended. And more importantly, making it clear to other people who um who might have seen the post that jokes like that are not okay making fun of another group of people who are in less privileged positions than you isn't a joke it's bullying later that evening i got get a message from bob saying that he's offended because i addressed all white people and he does not want to be associated with people like peter as much as i wanted to cuss him out for making the situation about him i had bigger fish to fry peter had just posted a public apology and the nonsense people were posting on the apology lord People went as far as saying that he should not have been bullied into making a public apology. And it is I, the individual who took offense to what he said, that should be apologizing for making Peter feel bad about his post. Naturally, I couldn't ignore and had to address it. A whole me that doesn't like to write took time out of his day to write a 500 word epistle about why I should not be dehumanized and why it is not okay and why it is okay for him to feel bad. He fucked up. Feel bad. I've saved the screenshots of the thread for educational purposes so people can view a masterclass in how white people try to silence black voices even when they know they've done something clearly wrong. I even got private messages telling me it's all my fault that I'm making Peter appear to be racist, even though he's a nice guy. Now my guy has deleted his Facebook probably because of my bullying. To summarize, here are the pussy clarts that deserve straws. I I just want to pause this to say, Kate, I fucking love you. I love how you, I love this. Do this every week. Obviously, no, don't keep giving me emotional labor, but I appreciate you. Let me continue. To summarize, here are the pussy clarts that deserve straws. 
All the Caucasians that saw the initial post and liked and commented on it, praising him. All the people that saw the post saw it was wrong and said nothing. Bob trying to get me to care about his white fragility. Any individual that privately messaged me to tell me how they are disappointed in me. Peter for the initial post. Peter for some half-assed apology. Peter for seeing his friend's nonsense comments and not pulling them up on it about and pulling them up about it because it's nice to feel like the victim. This week, I would recommend a straw cannon that can just shoot into the sky and let it rain so white people can catch them and go suck out their mum's pussies. All the best, Kay. I didn't know if you wanted me to say your name, Kay, so I just said Kay instead. That is a brilliant fucking letter and I have nothing to add to it. You said all of the things. Bob is my... In all of this, as much as I can't stand Peter and the way that when white people have done something fucked up, they will now aggressively want to be the victim. Aggressively so. They're the ones abusing you, but they'll aggressively want to be the victim. They use it in day-to-day things all throughout. But for me, Bob is my problem. Bob is my problem because Bob decided to use you as a mule. And he came to you to show you what Peter had done. And then he now wanted you to go and be the one to address Peter. But Bob, why didn't you address Peter yourself? Are you not Peter's keeper? Are you you're not your white brother's keeper? Why are you not encouraging me to come and do Martin Luther King when you should have done you should have done your work in the first place? Bob is the pussyclaw in this entire situation because people like Bob like to take responsibility away from themselves and give it to black people and tell us to fix their problems. But heaven forbid we add them all into the same pool of white frig- fragility. Oh no, take me out of the pool. Take me out of the white fragility stew. It's too hot. It's too hot. No, you need to stay in the stew because you are a pussy clark. So stay in the pussy clark stew. So thank you, Kay. That is a brilliant fuck. I, I want to frame that letter because it is sublime. That is a masterclass in how you write a letter for straw of the week. My God, I love it so much. Um, moving on to the next straw of the week. Um, Georgina says here she wants it to be straw of the day, week, month and year. Hi, Kalechi. So Love Island's Megan posted some pic of herself in Cane Rose to Insta and the conversation of appropriation took place in the comments. Fast forward, she then appears on Good Morning Britain wearing a t-shirt from artist Florence Given saying, stop valuing women based on their sexual history. I'm just going to jump right in and nominate both Megan and the artist Florence Given for Straw of the Week. Today, while minding everyone else's business on Insta stories, I love that, I came across this nonsense, receipts attached. Now, the the reason this got to me so much is because I'm tired of white feminists wanting to do be woke white girls doing their best showgirl impression of an ally. If you are white and you're making it your business to further benefit and profit from being woke, then you are further profiting from white supremacy. Why does Florence think that she is the best qualified to excuse Megan from her appropriation? I was unaware that it was Florence's culture being appropriated, or is it the fact that Megan is lining her fanny pack with advertisement and coins? by giving airplay to her feminist apparel on Good Morning Britain. Was the sound of coins bouncing off each other too much to resist? She decided to play PR and spin doctor instead. So Megan issues an apology of some sort to her said kinfolk and black women all across the land can rest easy now because another white girl has said she's sorry. Kiss my ass. I saw it work. Yes. I'm nominating Megan for offending my humanity by putting on top to harness support and putting on a top to harness support while simultaneously appropriating black culture. When I, I just put 
white feminism into a suitcase with mediocre woke and two straws and send it back to the um, back of beyond. P.S. The same florist given um, who hustled sorry um, supported the black girl first. Wow. Please and thank you. So I've got a picture here of um, Megan wearing the top and Florence um, she posted it on Instagram stories and said, Florence Given tea spotted on Megan on um, Good Morning Britain. Then Florence Given said, she posted on her Insta stories, um, I have messaged Megan about apologizing for cultural appropriation in regards to her cornrows picture. Impact is more important than intent. Doing what I can to see if we can get accountability. And then she comes back with another Insta story. Megan could not be more cooperative and willing to learn. We are speaking and she has held herself accountable and is make, going to make a public post apologizing for her mistake. Also informing what cultural appropriation means after she has done her research for her followers who didn't think there was anything wrong or offensive. I knew she was a real one. And then I've seen the picture of the offensive cane rose. But I, like I said to you guys before, I said it at the live shows. Don't come and stress yourself out over what these white girls are doing to their hair. If they want to tear their hair out, let them tear their hair out in peace. Like, I can't come and kill myself, honestly. We've got bigger fish to fry than these fucking pussy clots who want to drag up their headpieces. Leave them to it. If that's what they want to do to their hair, let them do it because it doesn't. I've, I'm yet to see one that actually looks nice. And that's just my personal opinion. But with regards to Florence Given, I totally agree. Stop. Stop with all this performative wokeness. You can't accept apologies on behalf of black women as a white woman. You cannot. It's not your place to. Mind your fucking business. You can educate your peers, but tell them that the, the acceptance of the apology has to come from the black people. You can only help them as far as to make what they've done clear to them. The offense that they've caused, clear to them. After that, you cannot now come and go, oh, she's apologized. She's a real one. A real one to who? Real looks real to fakes who are fake. Yeah? You are fake together. So of course you look real. So mind your business. Don't come and... How does she get it that quickly? Of course she'll say she got it because she doesn't want to fuck up your brand and she doesn't want to fuck up her brand. But it took stages for her to do what she did and it took stages for her to say, I don't see anything wrong. All that people, then people that went to the Burning Man Festival, all wearing the Indian, the Native American headpieces, all of them wanting to argue about not seeing anything wrong because they're from a little world where everyone shares cultural things. No, you're not from a little world where everyone shares cultural things. Stop taking people's things. Cultures are not costumes. I need you all to know that ahead of Halloween. Stop dressing up as other people's cultures because it's fucking offensive. Stop doing it. So yeah, Florence... Between Florence, between Bob, between Peter And all the white people that jumped up for, for either party to go No, I don't think anything you've done is racist I think you're wonderful And it's the blacks who are bullying you I think all of you, as um, Kay suggested I need to get a cannon where I can shoot straws out Or you know like those money guns that people use at strip clubs I need something like that that shoots out straws That can be like pew, 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 pew Straws for everybody That's what I need But that brings us to a close. All of those people need straws. And I'm so, so glad when you guys nominate people, I keep saying you guys, when you people nominate people for straw of the week, I really, really appreciate it. Um, that's it. So I'm going to jump on uh, to do the extra content, talk about the extra card for the tarot. And the subject for the extra content this week is... India has gotten rid of laws banning homosexuality and lots and lots of people are excited that, you know, they've repealed this very draconian, stupid, homophobic law. And I just wanted to talk about um, the fact that 
it's worrying to me that former colonies are not getting rid of the laws of their colonizers quick enough. I wish that they'd move more quickly. So we'll talk about that in the extra content. If you want to join me in the extra content, it's patreon.com forward slash Kalechi Okafor. And if you want to follow me on the socials, follow me on at Say Your Mind Pod and at Kalechi Nakoff. Um, that I think is it Thank you to my sponsor Ibile Botanica You can get all of your bits On ibilebotanica.co.uk I've been a baby girl Honestly I love making this podcast It's really brightened my mood And I pray that you all have a blessed week And that you moisturise your genitalia And you live your best fucking lives Peace It's the Ben's Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this so Sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind